With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For your local tyre power, save on Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Buy three, get one free at Tyre Power. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rabbit Hole. It's episode 7, all thanks to Tyre Power, our great friends. They're Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. We thank you and we thank them for our uh, ongoing support. G'day Whispers. Yo buddy, how you going? Whispers is of course Tim Watson, the former Essendon superstar and now media leviathan. Can I uh, just say something about your physical appearance before we go any further this morning? Well, never, I love it. I you love never the... ask for permission any other time, <laughs> so the... why would you ask me if you can say something about I it? I love the way you look. You're a very handsome man. Uh, you're looking a little bit woolly at the moment. Do you need a hairy or not? Uh, yeah, I was going to get a haircut today. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Why? Too long. Well, it's sort of in between. It's that uh, I awkward should have a haircut length. every three weeks. No, you shouldn't. You should let it go a little bit woollier. Why? I liked it well, when you, you tell me of, I need a haircut. Yeah, I know, but only because you're in that in between stage. That's exactly right. Yeah. So then you've got to decide: do you grow it out or do you we keep it shortish? You can't grow it out. It's not the look. Are you a product type person well, with your Tim, hair or not? If I don't put a little bit of product. What in, sort of product do you? I put look in? like Boom Boom Washington off. Uh, no, I like that though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what sort of product do you put in it? I don't know what it is. I'm like, a non-product person. We haven't got any product to put in. You haven't got any to put the product in. What do you mean you're a non-product person? What are you going to put I it on? Well, I don't use wax or I don't use... I know use that. What are you going to put it in? Gel or anything. You haven't got much hair. That's what I'm saying. I use H2O. Water. Yeah, water. I like to wet it down a bit and uh, shape it. Makes a little while to shape it. Take this the right way. Cause strand. You're thinning. You've been thinning. Yeah, but I started out thin. I haven't thin. asked a question yet. Yeah, I know, but I'm just putting it out there that I started out thin. I didn't start with a thatch like you. Right. At all. I mean, you're lucky. You're a, gifted. Don't be, I'm going to have a go at you. Yes, you are. I'm asking a question. You're insensitive when it comes to hair. Oh, if you can call me a hairy mammoth, I can, <laughs> and just because I said that you haven't got much hair, you're anyway. starting to get very, very um, defensive. Okay, what is it you want to talk about? Because you haven't got much hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a serious question. No, it's not. It is. Okay. Do you grow it longer? <laughs> no, I don't grow it longer. I would, I tell you what, I would just shave it all off. No, you but people in my stupid. no well, people in my life have said to me that it would look too severe yeah. on the television set. It'd look like a prisoner of war. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that though. Would, you're, you're, you're and bit... then I'd start growing some facial. So no, that's that'd take a while. Well, that's no, I can do that. But you, you look... need to balance the two so you don't have too much skin. You've got a little bit of hair down there. And then you got less on top, but you sort of balance it out between. Because you've got a bit of a gaunt look about you, because you you eat so healthy. And if you had all your hair off, then you'd, you'd maybe look not, not as healthy. I think that would be a healthy look. Hey, you know the other thing that we need to talk about? This, and is, we need ra- to... this is a rabbit hole. The the podcast is called The Rabbit Hole because yep. we have no real... Before we get to stuff... We, we get... have Well, we have no parameters. We can go down anywhere. No, we've got stuff. Well, I'm, rough, loaded. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm loaded to the gills with stuff today. Right. Okay, I've done a lot of preparation, pre-preparation for this because there's a couple of things that I need to get to. 
And there's one in particular, which is a very, it's a, it's a delicate subject, a really delicate subject, oh, and it's a mature subject. Well, and I want you to approach that's, it. That's in a not ma- for us. <laughs> I want delicate you, and mature. I want your responses to be mature. Right. Okay. But before we get to that, we need to plan our holiday for later in the year. Where? Well, we went to Byron Bay last year. Are you happy to go back to Byron, or would you like to go somewhere else, you and Nikki? So, um, so we have two weeks off for the year mm. because our, our working week has been shortened. Mm. So our boss just told us we needed to tell them when we need two weeks off. And last year, when I had a holiday to Byron Bay, you miraculously texted me three days before we left and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to be in the same 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 the same town mm. and the same resort." Freakishly, we ended up in the same place, didn't we? In the room next to but, each other. But <laughs> having said that, yeah, what a hell of a holiday and a week we had. Did, well, to be the way that it worked out was perfect. To be wasn't fair, it? to be fair, it wasn't an issue for me. No, because we set some ground rules before we arrived. We wouldn't be going and doing it again, would we? Not to Byron. We could go somewhere no, else. Would we not be? What doing? about Bali? Well, we go there for a couple of weeks in the middle of the year. Yeah. I'm I've there. stayed at a place called the Alila before, which Bali is very, very nice. In the middle of the year. I'm and there's more than one pool. So if you and Nikki needed to have a little bit of extra space, uh, then you yeah. could leave Nikki at one pool and come to the pool with me. <laughs> well, you like Bali? I like it a as a there. holiday destination. You had a wedding there? Yeah, our daughter Billy got married there, which was great. It I was like great. Bali. I, I, like, I like it for a holiday. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, open do. To that. I do like it. I like it. I Can you do there. some homework on it? Yeah. Um, because we have to take holidays together anyway. Well, at we the don't same have to. no, no, but we have to take holidays at the same time. Yes, so we might as well just spend a bit of time, sort of workshopping ideas for the podcast and other things that we do together. Mm. Well, I'll float it with Nikki. Although probably, reckons. when I think about it, it's probably not a great idea because we would then end up having the same experience. So we'd have nothing to talk about, as opposed to if we do different things and you go in one direction, I go in another. We've had a separate experience. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I was hoping that we'd be going to the Ashes. Yeah, well, there's We're no chance. We're a sports entertainment network. And the biggest sporting event in the middle of the year. No one loves cricket more than I do. You don't like cricket. I could go. Like, I could do the one week. I could be over mm. there. You could be here. Mm. I'd love to do that. I'll tell you what. If we I would went, love to do that. If we went there, you know what I'd like to do with you? What? I'd like to take you on a little tour that I've been on before and take you to Churchill's Bunker, where he spent... All the time during the uh, the Second World War. It's fascinating. No, I wouldn't want to do that. Why? I, would, I wouldn't want to do you that. You put on a little headset and you walk around and you oh, listen yeah. to the history and you go into where his bedroom was. I'd and like he used to, to sit up all night. He had like a little whiskey yeah, tray. Bore me, bore me senseless. <laughs> all the maps. I'd be at the foot. I'd be at the cricket. <laughs> I'd love to go to the cricket. We can't. We you don't, couldn't be at the cricket all day. We'd get washed out anyway. We can't get to do it because of our other working life. But to go I can't there, go there. There's always there's the, there's the bucket list of you can go mm. to an Ashes Test, you could go to the British Open, mm. and you could follow the Tour de France if that's what you want to do. I'd there's love a, it. What about that all, for a tri- all, all of that would be that would be unbelievable. Why don't we put that down? What were the three things again? The Tour de France, the Ashes, and what was the other? I think the British Wimbledon. Open. And we and Wimbledon British there's Open. That's four. Yeah, the British Open golf that'd be unbelievable. That's in Scotland though. Depends where it is. Well, normally it's in Scotland, isn't it? Is it always at the same course? Well, I think so. You should know this, given that you play a lot of golf. Well, I don't. Clearly, I don't know it. I think they do switch it around a little bit. At the Royal and Ancient St. Andrews. Mm. Now, there's a boyish friskiness 
is probably the right way to describe this. A boy friskiness about you at the moment. Well, no, there's not. And I think <laughs> I think it's got something to do with the fact that the Grand Prix's back in town. Hey, Grand Prix starts tomorrow here in Melbourne. It's, yeah. And by the way, right in um, again, we are on a Wednesday, but you mm. can listen to it whenever you want. It's hosing down in Melbourne uh, right now as we speak on a yeah, Wednesday that means morning. You just change your tyres, though. You put something on that's got a little bit more grip. And I think it's going to rain. Let me have a look at the old weather app. There's a little bit of rain about I the think weekend. It rains for the next three or four days. So that's going to make the Grand Prix interesting. Rain tomorrow, rain Friday, rain Saturday, clear on Sunday for the race. So the old Melbourne town comes to life. We mm. interviewed Andrew Westercott on our radio program. It get bigger and mm. bigger and bigger. Well, this will be one bounce of, back big time. This will be one of the biggest years ever for the Grand Prix. But uh, your friskiness around this time of the year, because it brings back all those great memories, doesn't it, for you when you actually raced in the celebrity race? Oh, you want to bring that up, do you? Well, I do want to bring it up have because you got any audio of the race of the finish? No, uh, I don't know that we have got any oh, audio. Right. No, we don't have any audio. Okay, they haven't good. done that I sort can of tell research. You anything, then you won't know the answer to it. Just tell me about that experience because it's something that uh, at that stage of my life, if it if if, it, if they still had the celebrity race, yeah. I think because my celebrity status has grown over the years, I could possibly get an invite. You but I got, wasn't a big enough celebrity back in those days to get an invite. That wouldn't have been. You were, yeah, absolutely you were. I think the fact that you worked for a, a rival network probably precluded you from winning yourself an invite. So Nine had a debate yeah. when you, ah, when did they have the Grand Prix? Pretty sure they did. So, well, they must have because didn't you do it the same year that Dickie Wilkins did it? Yes. How did they find a helmet big enough to fit his head? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. That is a very big melon. Did it have ex- like an extension sort of arm on it, did it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. What, you, what are you talking about now? I'm talking, You're confusing me. I'm talking about his helmet. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, he's got a big, he has got a big noggin. He's a great fellow. Who else was in the race? I want to take <sighs> us back there. I'm trying to remember. So this was, I don't even know when it was. I know there were great sporting superstars because I was overawed with Daly Thompson, who was an Olympic cool. gold medal decathlete. Thomas Muster, who was, uh, I think, got as high as three in the world, maybe. Yep. Um, there was Christy Hens, who was a supermodel. There was Sophie Faulkner. There was a roulette pilot, right. a female roulette pilot. Whose name is? Don't know. Didn't make a big impression Joanne, on you. Joe someone. Joe the pilot. Steve Price, the grumpy little radio man. Um, How did he go? Uh, Paul Mercurio, the Dancing with the Stars star. Right. Lavinia Nixon, uh, Sophie Faulkner. It was a great. It was a great week. With okay, so did they lock you away? Jim for, Owen. Jim Owen. Did they lock you away? Oh, that would have been funny. Did they lock you away for a period of time together? Did you sort of have to sort of travel to and from a hotel so, yes. together? Or so you stayed in the city in the hotel, and then in the morning a bus would take you to Sandown. Because you had to get a license, you can't. You had to get your your cams license, so you literally had to go and get a racing car license, right? Otherwise, you weren't allowed to race. Before you did the week or during no, that week, that was what you did. So okay. you went out to Sandown, went through all the you know the educational yep. processes and all that sort of stuff, and then the real fun started with because then you got to just race at Sandown for three days while they taught you how to drive properly and you know all that different stuff. But after a few days, then we. You're just with your mates, basically. Right. In Having B- a bit of fun. BMW Z3s just charging around Sandown Racetrack. Yeah, occasional crash, occasional bump, and you turn up the next day, and there's your car brand new. Right. Brand new car again. You you are a well-coordinated athlete. Did you pick up the nuances of driving very quickly? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, I cool. yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did, Tim. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, what do you I mean? Did. I can drive if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I know we can all drive, yes. but there's a difference between driving out on the roads and yes. driving on a no, track. That's a good point. So, Alan Moffat's, I think it was Alan, no, Jack Brabham's, Jeff Brabham was our instructor. Jeff? Jack's brother. No, Jack's son. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I was on a flight with Jack Brabham once, and um, yeah. he woke up in the middle of the night, and he got a little bit. This was an international well, he's flight. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? He had a pit stop in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got his windscreen. He was actually, he's actually trying to open the. Um, he got disorientated, and um, he, he went to the exit door. No, he didn't. He not. did, and uh, the flight attendant had sleepwalking. To, I think he was. Ooh. Yeah, I think he was. Anyway, anyway I digress. To back to you. Um, no, so they taught you how to, well, drive and drive these cars and, you know, how the best to go into a corner and, you know, the, the apex line and all that sort of stuff. You know, it was really, oh, I found it interesting anyway. Yeah. It was great. And you picked it up quickly though. You're well, fast learner. Quicker than the, some of the others. Right. And Who not, was not as quick as two others. So where did you finish? Let's just fast forward all the Third. way to the checkered flag. Okay. Third. Third. Okay. And who was in front of you? Let's go to the race if that's what you want to. You can't, you can't leave the race out. Like, okay. Race well, day, if you're happy to talk about the race, race day was as nerve wracking. Sunday. Anything. What so time? On Saturday we went and did qualifying, so you had to go out onto the car, onto the track, and mm. you had 15 minutes to try and do the fastest lap, you know, completed circuit yep. as you can, and then that will put you on the on the grid. Yep. So the. Smart people sort of separated themselves so they could have the whole track to themselves, and then you won't get slow, you know, slowed up. Mm. Whereas a few of us were you one of the smarties? No, I wasn't. I got the competitive juices started that flowing, me. and then you started racing against your mates, oh, and no. then you held up on a corner. So when it came to the grid qualifying, where were you? I thought I'd be in the top two or three, seventh. Seventh. Yes. You got a lot of work to do for back of, there. A lot of a lot of work, and um, by the first corner, the first chicane, I was third. So I had a. So she was racing as well. Who? Shane. Did you say Shane? Chicane. Oh, Chicane. Anyway, it was all about and just sitting at the at the grid, on the on the whatever on the Mm. grid, and you're looking up at the lights. Right, they go red, 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 orange, 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 green. Yeah. My heart was like a grand final footy. Yeah. No doubt. No question. Because your your arms are shaking, your your foot's on the accelerator going. You had to. You know, they told you to keep it in around the five, 6,000 revs. Yeah. And then the secret was when the lights went green to change pretty quickly because what happens is people get that, the adrenaline flows mm. that much, the green light goes and everyone puts the foot flat on the accelerator and they just get taken away and forget to change gears. Right. Not old Garrity. I listened. Right. To Jeff. Right. So it went green. I went, mm, change in a second very quickly. And it was like, whew, Straight past. How many did you go past? Well, four. Right. So you, oh, so you only maintained that position of third no, all the way around. You I'm couldn't. Only, you I'm didn't only pass anyone else. Story now. Okay. All right. So this is how many laps is it? <laughs> Five laps. Okay. This is the first lap. That Richard Wilkins is racing for the fifth time. He so was Dickie, was Dickie a good? Was yeah. he a good driver from day yes, one? Yes, because if had he, he driven before yes, or not? Yes. This oh. was his third race. And oh. Paul Mercurio, unbeknown to me, was a motorbike racing driver. Right. So he knew all about where to go and yeah. all that. So those those two sort of went out in front right. and jeweled. Right. And then I was at the, the next pack. Right. With Ahead them. of the next pack. Well, you know, back and forth. Who was in your I pack? I was dicing. With who? Jim Owen. Oh, a, right. a ding-dong battle. A ding-dong battle. Yes. I was and neck the, and neck. And the fighter pilot. 
Who's that? Joe. I think her name oh, was Joe. Well, I don't think it is. And that might, might not have been. I'm pretty sure it won't be Joe. Anyway, I came third. It was great. It was a great week. Right. One of the best weeks of my life. And um, the celebrity race stopped about three years later. I think Luke Darcy may have been very he, much responsible. He crashed he a car, the car and ended on its head. It was some hot. Because what would happen is yeah. the drivers would be, they'd try as hard as they could. And if then they knew they couldn't win, then they were mm. just happy to crash. You got a podium finish then, so did you get up and splash, you know, shake up the, yeah, the champers and all that sort of stuff, did you? Yep, yeah, I did. <laughs> did you? And you know what happened? <laughs> no. Whoever it was, Dick or whatever, sprayed it right into my eyes. I oh, couldn't no. see for 15 oh. minutes. So you missed the rest of the day? I missed the adulation of the crowd. <laughs> 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 so did he, did Dickie, did he become a lifelong friend after that or did yeah. you know him before that? Every night. Because we, you worked with him again. Every the, night we went out. On today's show, you worked with him after that or before that. That's right. So we, he, the Saddam Hussein he was stuff. the king of all the parties. Yep. He, he knew everywhere. I was is he, is that, is, I was a scribbling, as they say. So is he, is that him? Is he sort Massive. of like an extroverted personality oh, yeah. type oh, guy? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Knows everyone. Knows. Bit of a Pied Piper type. Because all like. the big parties, all the music acts yep. are all in town. So yeah, yeah, he had front, he straight in, Dick. Well, yes. Joe Beth and uh, Thomas Muster, they sort of they hooked met. up. They, they hooked up after yep. that, didn't they? That's 100% right. Joe Beth Taylor. Who's, they got married a little bit later. They got married, had a little baby, right. maybe one or two kids, lived up in Noosa for a while. And they met then? Is that, that where they met? Yep. First time they met. Right. Thomas was, um, he was up for a party. Thomas, he was right up for a party. Every night he was up for a party. He was out and about, was he? My word, he was. How did he go in the race? I think he was behind, he was in the next. Just behind Joe Beth, was he? With the, <laughs> with the, he was in the next group. I didn't. They were in my rear right. vision mirror whispers. So, okay. Um, it was great. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. It was a lot I'm of fun. not surprised that you get frisky this time of year when you're starting to think about that. And I did, have they have? I have they ever invited you back again? Well, I suggested to the um, event organisers mm. they should have a a final race, and the top three in all of the celebrity years oh. should come back and race. That'd be a that'd be a big field though when you think about that. It ran for a lot of years the celebrity race. All right, you couldn't have thirty people out there on the track. Could well, you? can't you? How many race in the? Um, well, there's not no, there's the not, touring cars. They'd have that many touring. Uh, yeah, but it's a pretty tight track. Oh, th- thank you, Jeff. Grab them. I walk it all the time. <laughs> I walk around there all the time. I often find you know what? I often find a um, an international. How much? I often find an international person and persons because it's not far from where I live wandering around there. And often they'll stop me and they'll ask me, do you know where the Albert track is in a foreign language? Well, not not, not in a foreign language, but with an accent, which would suggest they might be French or Italian or Australian. Never in America. Never in America. Never in America. Give me an accent. I can do it. Well, uh, you know, like... uh, What's that, Portuguese? No, it's Italian. (laughs) Ah, do you know where... The Chinese. Do you know where the... The track, the track. This this might have been a Spanish guy. This guy. <laughs> Do you know where the track? The track. Said, you're standing on it, stupid. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, stupid. You were standing right on it. <laughs> Are you a yellow ribbon? Were you a part of the yellow ribbon brigade in the initial stages of the Grand Prix? Like, were you a protester? No, I don't think I've ever protested about anything in my life, and I don't think I ever will protest about anything in my life. I know yeah. my dog likes walking around that track. He loves it. Fair enough. He loves it. Um. And uh, it is it is uh, it's a great thing for Melbourne, though, isn't it? It is a great great well, thing for Melbourne. The amount of people that it not brings to Melbourne. Not everyone thinks that. No, but not everybody agrees on anything. 
It's yeah. hard to find a consensus on any topic, Gary, but I think most people probably like the idea that we have this major international event here once a year. So did you do all that racing training for nothing? Did it amount to anything? Well, I'm a registered motor racing driver. I know that. I'm licensed. Yeah, I know that. And You've made that very clear. I, <laughs> and I had a, Is that on your license? I had an approach. I beg your uh, pardon? I had an approach after the race. Right. It... And with an inquiry as to whether or not I'd like to head up my own racing team. I, I beg your pardon? Whether I'd like to head up my own motor <laughs> racing team. F1? Not F1, you fool. What? You don't start at F1. V8s here in Australia. Or touring it cars. It wasn't V8s either. Was, was it touring cars? I'm not sure what group, what racing where did where, where did the approach come from? From your friend and the late, great Graham McMahon, who was oh, the president you, of Essendon. You got this confused. He used to run Ansett. He may have approached you to be a pilot, but not a racing car Graham driver. McMahon ran Ansett. He ran Ansett. Did he? He was the boss of Ansett for many, many years. I didn't know that. He probably wanted you to be a pilot, Graham not a racing car driver. So he had a racing car team, did he? Graham McMahon, it's a true story, two days after I'm sitting at home and I get a phone called Graham McMahon. I said, oh, you know, Graham McMahon. He goes, I, I race Lancers which is sort of Mitsubishi Lancers. Yeah. He said, um, would you be interested in coming and racing in the Lancers? <laughs> Cut it out. What are you laughing at? Was this before or after the concussion? Are you still in the, <laughs> Mel- are you still in the Melbourne change rooms at half time? Him. I had to have a good, a long, hard thing. He was a, hey, <laughs> What sort of an offer Very was it? persuasive. <laughs> well, no. I, very persuasive the man. Late, the late Graham McMahon was a oh, very... Well, a very persuasive. I man. wish he was here. Convenient that he's no longer well, with us. Well, that you should actually now bring this story okay. to public forum. Did you for know the first he raced time. Lancers? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Righto. No, I didn't. We'll look it up and Google it because right. he did. And you knocked him back, did you? Yes, I did, Tim. Because, well, it was a tough decision. Do I go and pursue a a, motor, a racing car driver career? Mm. And maybe, <laughs> maybe. I could be Oscar Piastri today <laughs> yeah. if I went down that path. You know why? Or I, think, I go down the media path. You know why I think this is not right? Why? And don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> why? But you are too big to be a car driver. You're about six foot four. Yes or no? Three. Six foot three. No, you're taller than six. No, three. I'm not. You're six three and I'm a half. Not. No, you're six. Oh, at I'm least. Sorry, I've got some idea how tall. <laughs> go on. I'm about now. I'm about 110 keg. Back then, I was a bit lighter. Yeah, well, you would have needed to be, but you would have been a little bit tall for a car racing driver. Well, I reckon Graham would have known when he came with a very lucrative offer. What, what sort of I shoots? I can't talk about the shoots. <laughs> it was an oppor- what sort of shoots? It was an opportunity, Tim, to head up. In fact, I'm not sure I was heading up at the racing team. <laughs> I think I was just, would have been one of the drivers. <laughs> but I, 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 after look, much deliberation, I said no. I, I don't want to say that you're lying. Oh, I'm just finding it okay. hard to believe. All right. I don't know how else I can say this. On my three sons' lives, that's the best I can do. Okay, I believe you. That is I do believe you. That was 100% I true. I think you may have applied a little bit of mayo. Maybe, a bit of, <laughs> maybe a bit of mayo. <laughs> You're listening to The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For tyre power, store-wide super sale now on with 25% off on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Thanks for being a part of The Rabbit Hole. Um, This is how it works. Tim and I do radio together three days a week and then we come in and have a chat about anything. Doesn't have to be particularly relevant. 
Anything? Yeah, and we go back, uh, our producer throws stuff that he's found that we may have done in the past. I reckon we'll do this. We didn't want to do segments because we just wanted it to be loose and having a conversation. Uh, but I think maybe maybe good. once a week we'll go archival. Oh, through the archives. Go through the archives. Yeah. And uh, I've come across this. There's so much stuff out there that I forgot that I'd done oh, and been associated with. And there's so much stuff out there about yourself that you've forgotten about. Mm. But our producer found this. Okay. So I'm just going to take you. I think it's the MCG. It's a night game. You and Dipper, I think it's quarter time or half time on the boundary line. And this is how the conversation went between the two of you. Have a listen to a couple of zingers that just get popped away here. We're lucky to have, uh, to have the skipper of uh, the Melbourne club, Gary Lyon. Firstly, do you remember where you are now? I do, mate. It's, uh, it's nice to be back here. And I know I'm in trouble and I forget your face. It pops <laughs> up everywhere. Just to let uh, people in Australia know that uh, you were knocked out in the first quarter last weekend's incident. And apparently you, you didn't remember you had a wife and children. Is that true? You remember the strife when you forget the wife, <laughs> mate? Particularly if you're going out, which fortunately I wasn't. But I had, a, had a touch of amnesia, so uh, best to uh, sit this one out, I said. Now, for yourself, uh, only the one week out? Yeah, it'll just be one, and I uh, look forward to Collingwood uh, next Saturday. Uh, you got two zingers or two and a half? No, I think Will you give it a half there I, as no, well? I'll give it a two zinger. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. What? And this is the sensitive part, and I don't want you to get angry. It's not the, don't say about the voice, because it's no. an audio thing. No, it's not an audio thing. We'll talk about your nourish dropping. I want to know what, <laughs> at what stage of your 20s they dropped. <laughs> I think you might have been a little bit delayed. <laughs> right. But... The funny thing was, when I was watching that, you had this affliction. You had this, like, a tick, right? Yes. And your tongue well, would get planted inside your cheek, and well, it would bulge out. Have you heard when you tongue-in-cheek th- humour? When you thought a zinger was coming. I like, did it was not. Like a, it was like a pre-zinger. I it was like not. a No, it was a pre-zinger warning. I did not. Somewhere along the line, somebody, I think... Has mentored you, <laughs> taken you aside, and said, "Gary, you that should not a, be preempting your zingers that's not true. like that." No. It is true. You've watched it. Is it true or not? No. Is it true uh, or not? You reckon I was going? Oh, here comes a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> Put <laughs> my tongue in my cheek. Yes, did you? you were. No. I so how it. did it happen then? Nervous. It was it a, like a nervous affliction, a twitch. Kind of bored, <laughs> half bored, half nervous. I think with Dipper's questions. I watched that. I reckon I watched that forty times yesterday. God, look, I was trying to how work young it out. Did I look? You were thin. You were so thin. How much did you weigh when you played footy? Like eighty-five or so? Was from that? about oh, from low eighties and finished in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had, you had zingers written all over you then, though, didn't you? <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> no, I didn't. You did? I like Dipper. I had a very good rapport with Dipper. Oh, I could see that. And I, I could he tell said that. about Amnesia. A lot of warmth between And them. I said, I would have me in trouble if I forgot your face. Yeah, exactly. And that it, was Zinger 1. I had that written down. went right over his head. No, it didn't. And no, then didn't. he said Amnesia. And then Zinger 2 was? And he said, you forgot that you were married with a baby. And I said, yes, which would be an issue if you were going out. <laughs> I thought that was a Sharpie. I wouldn't say that today. I just want to play you a different... Can I just tell you about that first quickly? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm playing Essendon in round three, it is, at the MCG, right? Mm. And the next, the game starts and about eight to ten minutes in, I'm walking around the MCG. The game's playing. I'm in the playing centre forward and I'm just walking around. I'm walking. Not, the game's around me and I'm out there, right? Right. So they noticed it and the, the runner comes out mm. and goes, what are you doing? And I go, what do you mean what am I doing? He says, well, you, you don't look like you're... I said, well, what, what do you want me to do? And anyway, he quickly realised that... You've been concussed. 
Well, I wasn't concussed because I was totally coherent. And yeah, but you didn't know where you were. Took me off, right? Yeah. Sat me on the bench. And to this day, it was called temporary global amnesia. Paul Hopgood sitting next to PGA. me. PGA. Paul Hopgood sitting next to me and I go, Hoppy, what, what, what round is it? And he go, round three. I'd say, How did, who, what happened the first two? He goes, oh, we won both of them. I go, right. Ten seconds later. Hop, what, what round? The whole game. Right. Went in the rooms. I'm just sitting, not, not knocked out, not not sick, nothing. As bright, bright as a button. And I'm sitting in the doctor's room and they go, right, uh, um, uh, your, your wife's out there. I go, what? I go, you, 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 know, you, you know you're married. No. I'm married? They go, yeah. I go, oh, God. And this was in March and I'd had my first son in January. And they go, you know, you've got a baby boy, two months old. I'm going, What? You didn't remember any of this? Nothing. Not one recollection of anything like that. You sure you went on a footy trip? <laughs> no. So I, they was, I walked out of the rooms in the ambulance, mm. went to hospital, mm. just laid in the hospital, and I'm just lying there. Not absolutely. And then as Sorry, the, did you play the rest of the game? No. No. Okay. And as the, as the night wore on, yeah. I, I'm just lying there like this, and slowly I'm things would slowly come right. back throughout the night. And by the morning, I was sort of back to, I knew everything. So at what stage of the night did you start working on your zingers for the Dipper <laughs> interview for the next week? How much thought and time and effort did you put into scary. those? Pretty scary. I've been there. I'll give it a bit of, give it some I'm, reaction. I know, I know. You haven't had temporary global amnesia. I have. I had something very similar happen to I was at training once and we were down at Cross Keys where we used to do our pre-season training. Yeah, I know that. And one minute... I was out there and I know that we were playing in sort of like a, you know, like a mock little practice thing type yeah, that. Yeah. The next minute I'm sitting on the sidelines and I'm taking my boots off and yeah. I'm asking the person who's sitting, how did we get here? Like, where, 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 where are we? Yeah. How did we get here? And it was like that. Mm. And that's why I, that's why I worry about no. you when you can't no. remember things, I because I think that we probably are going to be candidates for something more serious later in our lives. That sounds like a copycat story to me. No, I'm well, not trying to up you. I'm not trying, trying to, one, to do I'm a one-upper. Try, I'm not trying to do a one-upper, <laughs> but you asked me the question about whether or not I've been concerned, and I have been concerned over the years. Yeah. Well, but that's not a rabbit hole we want to go down today because I want to concussion. No, I want to finish. I want to finish the conversation that we started before because anybody that would have listened to your voice back in those days would have probably noted the fact that it was a lot more high pitched than what it is today. Yeah, was I think you've done some voice training over time and you've just lowered it a little <laughs> that bit. That was the technology of how the long, day. How long have you known Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey um, Rush? I wouldn't say I know him. Well. It's a long time Camberwell. Has he resident. been working on your voice for a long time? He's a long time Camberwell resident, mm. and I was a long time Canterbury resident. That's all I'm saying. I know, and that's where you met Kylie, wasn't it? Because well, you and Kylie Tim, became good friends Tim, too. Tim, Tim, Tim. How many times I have to tell you? Anyway, I want to play you this because around the same age, I was doing something else on Channel Seven, which is a program called Four Quarters. Okay, now oh, those it. of you that well, listen, those of you who <laughs> listened to Gary's voice before, have a listen to Wisp around the same age. And this is the Charisma King, Tom Whitson. Hi, welcome back. I'm Tom Whitson, <laughs> continuing the celebration of the phenomenon that is Kick to Kick. By the middle of the year, Kick to Kick was huge. Clearly, the biggest thing happening in the football world. Let's go back to the night when a flame-haired young kid called Joey Jones ran on. 
then and who have you spotted that, the difference? Who would have thought live and kicking didn't last longer than it did? <laughs> well, that's sharp stuff. That was a very. <laughs> I went back and had a look at that yesterday, so and it was very good. It was no, it very wasn't. sharp. No, and wasn't. I said to you yesterday, which didn't go over particularly well. I think that's where you and your friends at nine picked up the whole idea of House of Bulger. You addressed that with a You saw the wisp with uh, some facial and hair. And a moustache, and you're putting on some voice. Uh, mm. And the Charisma King is how Sandy Roberts referred to you. Yes. The Charisma King. I'm prepared for you, to be honest. <laughs> you saw that performance. Yeah, I did. Rip it apart as much as you like. I, I defy you to be able to find any fault in that performance. And you were claiming that you, you, you had a very... Voice was deep. No, it was a good performance. A good timbre. It was. And you and and live and kicking? When are we going to talk I wasn't, about that? Well, I wasn't part of live and kicking, so we don't need to talk about what it. What were you part of? Because uh, I, I don't want to pick a scab, but... No. The Channel Wisps have had a fair few cracks when the footy show was, you know... Mm-hmm. Just taking all before them, mm. Channel Wisp came up with a few incarnations of their mm. own footy show that never really got traction. Well, you Fair say, say you say that I do. By what measurement? Any. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one you were in? Four quarters. Four quarters. With Sandy and Bridget DeClos. Talk us through that. How'd that work? Well, that was good. You just heard it. What did you think of it? It was good. We had a lot of good stuff. We had a lot of really good stuff yeah. on that show. A lot of skit type stuff that I think I, I really do. I really think that uh, you guys went to work there at Channel Nine and thought, okay, how can we one up this? We'll that, try a little bit of House of Bulger. That was good, but it was not as good as Tim and the Two Abbeys. That's my favourite. That your, was Gary. That's my favourite of Gary, your footy shows. When you and the that two wasn't Abbeys. a show, was it? No, it looked like it. No, it was that. that, that was a review show. No, it wasn't a sh- it's like you, a talking you, footy version. It's like a pickup show. That's what it was. Like you, well, you pick up the results of the game, you talk about it, and then you throw to. And you had the a next... bit of banter between the three. There was very there little. Was a, there, there was a bit, there wasn't a lot a of bit time. of chemistry there. Oh, chemistry, no doubt. <laughs> but banter, there wasn't. It wasn't a show. It wasn't like a structured show. <laughs> too, too happy. Oh, I loved it. Abby Jomi loves it when you talk about that. She's just had a baby too. <laughs> by never, the way, good on you, Abby. Congratulations to you. Abby. I hope she's listening. Um, I love Abby. Abby, is it Jomi or Gelmi? No, it's Jomi. 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 Mm. Italian family. Can I move on to another topic? And that um, people were, are long aware of the fact that you were my footy idol. So, um, And now you've become a bit of a fashion muse for me. I, I? I like the way you um, present yourself. Thank you. You're a fashionable 60-plus-year-old. Mm. Yeah, but, that's true. Hey, you know one of the things, you know, you hear people talking. How much do you think about what you wear? A lot. Do you know... Well, one on. of the th- no, I just want to. T- I've I got a lot of questions about. This. I know, but I'm going to let you ask those questions. Right. I just want to put this out there, okay? okay. Because there was a time I would have been uncomfortable to talk about a topic like this. But this is one of the great things about getting old, right? Yep. And older, yep. and that you don't care about. You just you are who you are. A little bit, you yeah. Care about. And I can remember when I was a kid growing up, I was always interested in you know the, the shoe, like Adidas shoes and yeah, Levi jeans. Had a little clothing business there at one stage, and uh, I tie-dyed a couple of old Bond singlets, and uh, used to wear those over the top of a shirt when I was uh, swinging in Dimbula. Uh, <laughs> That's going back as a back. kid. You had a clothing business you went into. A what little was bit. That? No, that was Masashi when we were doing the Masashi stuff, and then we. Have you still got any? Just no. Let haven't. me go down another rabbit no, hole. No, don't. Go have down. you got any Masashi no. contacts? No, I haven't. Oh. I got no, I don't, because the person that. I went to work with at Masashi. He sold the business to Nestle. Well, Josh, my son said, can you ask the Wisp? I need some Masashi protein powder. 
Can you help me out or not? No, I can't. No, I'm sorry. I did have some at home, but it's gone by. It's used by date. Um, yeah, so, anyway, I'm interest, so I am interested in clutter. And you're well, allowed you to present, say that. You present very, Well, very I don't nice. know whether I do or not, Gary. No, but I'm saying you do. I am interested in clothing. Okay, let's go down the clothing route. Okay, you ask me a question, I'll answer it. Um, how much time do you spend on your outfits and your wardrobe? Do you, think, do you just get up and put, just slap something Never, on? never, never. Never what? Well, I, I often lie awake at night before I go to bed. So you never you never present publicly without having had a very... I give a lot of thought to it. Do I, you? Yes, I do. Do you try a few things on before you walk out the door? Sometimes I do, sometimes do I don't. But mostly I've formulated an idea and a style well, and an your... approach in my head before I wake up the next morning. Describe your style. My style is... I don't know. You describe my style. I don't know what my style is. Um, but you know what I do? I, I, do sp- I do spend a lot of time on this point, and I think this is worth noting, uh-huh. and that is Let me write this down. you've got to be a little bit concerned about your age and what you wear for your age. You, you don't want to dress too youngy. I think you're right on the cusp. Sometimes. You're on the cusp. On the cusp of what? Of age inappropriateness. Well, I'm interested now in what you're saying. <laughs> no. In which bit? Which no. Bit, what I do I wear you, that's age inappropriate? I say you're effortlessly chic. Effort, that's how I effortlessly say. chic. Yeah. See, I, I think the way you present is someone who just gets up and doesn't think too much about it. But you say that you do put a fair bit of work into it. I, it looks to me like That's you okay don't. to say looks, that. It's okay it's to not, say that. That's not a criticism. I think you look great. I don't want to interpret. I don't want it to you be interpreted wear, as somebody that spends too much time thinking about it. But well, I'm interested. Not many sixty-year-old plus men would. I'm interested enough to know that uh, at a certain age, you know, you shouldn't be wearing a t-shirt with, um, you know, rips writing on it, or oh, you shouldn't be wearing ripped jeans at a certain age, and you shouldn't be wearing hoodies at a certain age, and. Well, but what, then, you, what brands have you got? A couple of go-to brands. I'd say there's a good brand. I uh, met a guy called Johnny. Uh, he's got a place called Flannel in Albert Park. They have what I like. I like it. You actually, you put me onto this. I didn't realise there was stretch in a chino, but then oh, I found a little bit of stretch. A little bit of in a chino. like <laughs> not too much. <laughs> And I don't mind a drop crutch either. Do you like a drop now, crutch now or not? Now, this is where I wanted to get to. Right. So there's not many 62-year-olds mm. running around with a drop crutch. But I find them comfortable. I don't care if you find them comfortable. <laughs> it, you might it, need them. I is, don't it too, know. is it too much for you? But hey, hey, I think it looks great. Right. But when you rock a, like a nice sort of sweater, a drop crutch, and your New Balance uh, runners. No, I think, not a New Balance. Well, I've occasionally well, a new balance. Occasionally a new balance, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Is look at uh, Brooksy taking notes. I know we need to know, like for those people who, what is an appropriate brand? Like the flannel stuff is great. Like the flannel shop in Albert Park, and I think there's a few other stores. I think there's one in Albert Park. Uh, sorry, in uh, Brighton. That's a great brand for blokes like you and I. Well, it's not a brand. That's a that's the name of a store. Yeah, but he has a brand. Stocks. No, no, he has a brand called oh, Flannel. He? Yeah, no, oh. the Brownell, the Flannel. Oh, I take it back. And then, um, and shoes. Yeah. So you've got to be careful about the type of shoes you wear. You don't want to look like you're wearing the young, coolest, hippest Nike sneakers. Well, you've got to think about another brand, which I've just found, but I'm not going to tell you yet because 
I have noticed that you copy me a little bit. I just want to leave these to the wisps. <laughs> own style for a period of time before Gaz starts I don't rolling copy around. You. And I turn on I the couch one night and there you are with my runners on. And then all of a sudden you. everyone thinks, oh, Gaz has gone down yeah. a new a new track here. No one calls me Gaz for a start. And you have um, runners you can't go wrong with. There's yeah, no you so, can. Yeah, no, you, you can. can. No, I, see, I read this and no, sometimes this is where you, this is what throws you off when you read this. Cause sometimes, well, so you read about fashion. On, on my Instagram feed, sometimes it comes up. Clothes not to wear when you're 50 plus. Well, give us a and I open those things up and then it takes me down a rabbit hole. And then I think, okay, well, maybe you can't be wearing those when you get to 50 plus. And runners was one of those things, like the Nike, you know, white runners and stuff like that. What so you've got, okay. you got to find an age-appropriate brand. What about a jean? Uh, I'm a nudie man. Yes. The nudie jeans you do are own. good. Are good. I went into this nudie shop yesterday. Yes, and? I didn't buy a pair. Why? I couldn't be bothered trying them on. I never try. It's a bit on. of a process. Yeah, yeah I never try on. on. I never try. What do you mean you never try on? I hate trying gear. Yeah. So how do you know if it fits you? I try them on when I get them home. <laughs> what? And if they don't fit, I walk them back. Well, why don't you try them on when you're there? I feel uncomfortable, and I'm worried about them having. The I'm worried way. about them having security cameras and um, the them way. taking some vision of the wisp trying his jeans on and then putting them on the internet or something like that. I'll give you a brand that that I. I'm now falling in love with. Have you road tested it though? For Lulu Lululemon. Oh, yeah. no, you do. You do the the Lululemon stuff. I just love a. I know you do. A sweat pant, mm. a casual pant. Mm. Um, I love the the, the light material, mm. and they're comfortable. And I'm in love with this stuff. I know you are, and you wear it all the time, and you wear it well. You know the <laughs> other thing I've noticed. You know the other thing I've noticed about you. You love to show a little bit of ankle. Yes. Is that something that you've procured over the years? It is a bit of a. It's, Do you think you've got good ankles? Is that why you expose them? No, but I think I have. But no, um, when I wear longer pants, I feel like I need to air the ankle. So it is. You're right about that. Yeah, I've noticed that why. with all your trousers. And know if why. they don't come down low, well, if they do come down too low, you. Heave them up as well. I like pulling them up to my knees at right. times, just to give your legs a bit of an airing. Can I just give you a little bit of insight into the Wisps winter wardrobe? Yes, please. Cashmere. I'm going down the cashmere. Not the expensive cashmere, but the inexpensive. There's no inexpensive, inexpensive crew neck cashmere. I'll tell you what, I'll give you what a brand. Colors? I'll give you a brand here. And I put you onto this brand. It was a US brand, Buck Mason. I put you onto it. No, 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 no. I put you on the Buck Mason. Yes, oh. I did. You buy their tees. I know that. But the Buck Mason crew neck cashmere jumpers, tickety boo. What color? A brownie sort of one and uh, charcoal and uh, gray. So you're going the earthy tones. I've gone all the earthy tones. All right. So this is good. Um, I don't wear jumpers. because I, I No, light it. jump. This is the beauty of them, Gary. They are very lightweight jumper. Uh, you, know you can I'm, wear them under a nice smart blazer, well, or I'm, you can wear a t-shirt underneath them I'm an for a bit of for a bit of kidney warmth. I'm an overheater. <laughs> I know you are. So I can't wear a jumper like that. It makes me too hot. If we haven't sounded like big enough wankers yet, is there something else <laughs> that we can talk about that just completes the deal? Yeah, we will. Um, we'll get into. Uh, we're getting out. We're running out of time here. But we'll get some other. We quick... might do fashion tips every week, actually. Yes. That'd be good because I want to do hats tomorrow because you like wearing a Peaky Blinder hat. I like a hat too. And the other thing that we need to get to is colognes because I've discovered a couple of great so colognes. Have, so have I. Have you? 
I've got an absolute belter, which I've been holding back from you. Okay. Has it got the B word in it? What? The B word. B word. Bergamo. Has it got the no, Bergamo in it? No, it hasn't. What about the O word? I don't know how to pronounce it. That's Ood. how. Ood. Is that's that... how exclusive. Ood. I go, Ood Wood. <laughs> Tom it... Ford, Ood Wood body spray. Mm. Now we are sounding like fair dinkum wankers. I've got to found another one too. Mer and Tonka. <sighs> You're a Tonka. Um, <laughs> you're a Tonka. <laughs> we've been nothing, there's nothing nicer than a sweet-smelling person, though, is there? Yeah, but don't over. You know that. Don't, don't you, bathe yourself in it. Well, I know it's that. Offensive. But, you know what was that? Um, what was that Al Pacino movie? Scent of a Woman. Yes. That 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 whole scent. Well, thing. he was blind, so he had heightened sense. Yeah, I know. But sometimes I just shut my eyes when I'm walking on the street, and I just try and take in all the smells. You got a bit. You got a big enough hooter to take him in. I will tell you that. Let's do our farming segment. It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over forty years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, really well received yep. uh, so far. The uh, farming um, section, thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. I've had good feedback from people that have sorted out their chainsaws. Have you? Uh, what else did we do? We did the uh, forgotten. Uh, we talked about fuel, your, clean fuel. Yeah, the clean fuel. Yeah. Uh, really, really making cool. sure they use a filter yeah. when you're putting the fuel in any of your yeah. and don't go mowing, machinery. Don't go mowing your lawns having forgotten to put the fuel cap on. No, because you'll get all impurities in your in your tank. Like exactly. Have. Exactly. Have you sold? Did you have sheep? No, yes, I have sheep. I free range the sheep. Yeah, they knock down your fence and they come no, in from your neighbour's place, don't they? they don't knock down the fence. My brother has sold his sheep. He had some, he had some sheep. What sort? Uh, he had dorpers. That's what, that's what we've got. Yeah, I know, and he bought rams and he was breeding and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, He's actually happened? sold it. Well, he said that there's no money in it. He said by the time... Well, lamb, yeah, how much a lamb chop is? That's what he said, though. That's what? the difference. You can go to the butcher and buy it all chopped up and oh, yeah, it yeah. costs you this much, but you can't even get that much for a whole lamb. And sold it, like, and sold it cheap. That makes no sense. I know it makes no sense. Your, your brother's lost his nut marbles. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. It's, he knows more about farming than you I and don't, I. I don't think so. What's he do? He's a farmer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a self-taught farmer. Oh, fair enough. And he said well, that, that he that, sold all his dorpers that's kind and he's not going back into sheep. Yeah, but to be counterintuitive, if lamb prices are through the roof. It doesn't make sense. Well, explain that to me again in this very what this farming what, segment. What where lamb prices are through the roof. He said you could go and buy a, do a dozen chops and a, a shoulder of lamb yeah. and it would cost you more than what he sold a whole lamb in the paddock for. That's right. Yes. Well, he needs to he needs to kill his own lambs and, and chop them up himself because then he can sell the whole lamb and imagine how much money he'll make. Yeah, yeah, but... He's not a butcher. Well, he needs to get one. There's blokes who will come out and butcher your, your lambs for you on your property. Well, he didn't want to do that. Well, then, no wonder he's making – he's hopeless farming. <laughs> they were pet. They became friendly. They were pets. But he didn't want to kill his lambs. He didn't lambs. want to kill them all. I was talking about fencing. It's brutal being a farmer, Did isn't I it? talk about fencing yet on the um, – I don't know if I did. No, you haven't. No. I didn't fence. My, the, Don't say you were a fencing champion as well as an F1 champion. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not going to swallow that. No, I'm not. I didn't do any of the fencing on our property, but the man, the guy I bought it off did and, and spent quite a lot of money on it. And he uses recycled plastic posts. 
black, they're black right. recycled plastic mm. with a with a point on them. Yes, and they and you, you drive them into the ground. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Well, they don't rot. Yep, you don't have to paint them. Yeah, a tree fell on one the other day. Yep. like and it when I was driving past, I know the the, um, the fence is broken. Mm. So I got the tractor and pulled this massive branch off it, and that the the actual post had bent, but it didn't break because yeah. it was plastic. Right. And I thought, oh, well, it's still no good because it's sort of almost at right angles. Mm. I drove down there two days later, and it had straightened back up. What do you mean? On its own? Yeah. 100%. This is 100%. How good's that? So it springs in it. How did it straighten back up again? I don't know. Well, it's just, was, was it bent? Yes, it was bent nearly at right angles where the tree had fallen on it. Right. And then I took the tree off. Mm. And then it slowly, over the course of two days, straightened back up. I think he's had a concussion. No, You've had another concussive episode. The tree didn't fall on you, did it? This is the thing about, this is farming, this is why we do. Farming 101. This is why we do this segment for Kubota. And uh, the actual fence posts are magnificent. So buy recycled plastic posts. Yeah. Are they cheaper? I didn't do it, so I don't know how much they cost. But I would imagine, given that you don't have to paint them, Mm. they don't rot like wooden posts. Right. And they bend back after a tree falls. Have on they it. got a hole in them for the wire yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah a hole that. and the wire goes through them. I've Excellent. Got, I've got some spares. I'll bring them in and show you. Excellent suggestion, that. That's the farming segment for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. Quick fire rabbit holes for TJM. Handle anything with XGS premium suspension by TJM. Visit your local TJM store for a free quote today. For those that have ever been rabbiting, there's a whole host of uh, rabbit burrows. You can go down anyone. These are quick fire rabbit holes. Whispers. Did you see? Um, we spoke about this on our radio program. Yep. But the um, in the Ovens of Murray League, Wangaratta won the premiership under former Collingwood player Ben Reed, mm. and then they found to have uh, exceeded the salary cap, mm. and so they've had the premiership taken off them. Yes. Are you in favour of that? Yes. You got to have rules, don't you? We do. You've got to have rules, and if you're going to have rules, you got to enforce them. Gee, there'd be some country footy. Of course, there would be around the place thinking, "Geez, there." But I don't for know. The that, grace of God, go I. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know that country football are going to have the resources to be able to employ the people to go around there and, invest, and investigate. Are they? Yeah. Let's be honest about and that. And you can pay someone, but yep. then you can also, you know, sell them a block of land, cheap. Yep. You yeah. could. could oh, I mean, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways around it, as yeah. you know. Well. The Wangaratta boys didn't do it well enough. Well, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm, yeah. I want a level play. Well, of course you do. Yeah. Um, I meant to talk about this previously on our pod this morning, but the Melbourne Comedy Festival starts this week, and I just wanted to play a little bit of this because every time I think about the Melbourne Festival, the Comedy Festival, I think about your stand-up. Have mm. a listen. How do you catch a unique rabbit? Oh. <laughs> unique up on it. <laughs> How do you catch a tame rabbit? The tame way, you leak up on it. <laughs> you, I can tell that you the funny. whole story about that. <laughs> that was a full house, you know. I can hear it. That was the warm-up for David Hughes. It was a footy show thing. You were the warm-up. You were the Michael Pope. Yeah, it was like face your fear footy show thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like someone jumped out of a plane, someone yeah. did this, and and I lost. And they said, "Well, you got to do stand up comedy at the at the comedy festival and do the warm up for Husey." Yeah. So I walked out onto the stage, and there's chock a block, mm. and had a car accident on the way in. That is unbelievable. Do you know I did a little bit of stand up as well on the Channel Seven uh, Footy Replay program one night. So have a listen to this. Well, coming up after the break, we'll catch up with Demon Coach. 
We got a party going on and it's a free Seriously. <laughs> Does that make you feel sick uh, for me ma- yes. when you hear that? No, yeah. it makes me feel sick for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. So, I'm just, I'm sorry, I know this is a quick fire rabbit <laughs> hole, but you need to tell me what happened. You What happened then and what happened after? Because Greg Hutchison... <laughs> Who's a standing uh, filling coach after Neil Baum gets sacked? He's, si- mm. he's sitting right next to you. Yeah, no, but it, it's it, a two shot. We haven't introduced him yet, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting alongside Jared. Jared's on my left shoulder. Jared who? Jared Healy. He oh, and yeah. I are the co-host of the Footy uh, another, Replay Program. Another show you did. Big budget. And then on the right of me was Greg Hutchison, right? So he sort of stepped in there. We we're waiting to introduce him. We've been talking about yes. everything. Da yeah, da 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 yeah, da. Yeah. And then the producer says to me in my ear. Throw to a break. Throw to a break. Coming up. Coming up after the break. And you know what it's like. You're sitting there and they sort of count it down, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7. And you sort of put that sort of smile on your face. And they're coming up. But it's a two-shot. It's not Uh, just you. It's you and Greg Hutchison on on camera. No, 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 no. No Greg Hutchison. No Greg Hutchison. No, at this stage we haven't seen him at all, right? So, But he's still sitting there. I'm the producer. His knee, his knee is hitting my knee. That's how close he is to (laughs) A very tight little studio. I've been talking to him about for half an hour. I've been talking to him about you know stuff that happened, how the week went, all that sort of but stuff. But not on air. Not on air. No, we haven't been on air yet. So the replay's been running, right? So the replay's been running. I said, mate, you know, you'll be on in a minute. I'll just introduce you. Coming <laughs> up after the break, we're going to be joined by. And you know what you want? You know, you know what you want in a moment like that? You just want somebody to give you a chop out, yeah. right? So Greg Hutchison. The producer upstairs, right? Maybe just to say the name in your ear. So coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by new Melbourne caretaker coach. And you have a little stunned look. I had a little stunned look on my face. Producer and I'm thinking, okay, it. the name is going to come to me in my ear any second now. So hold fire. He's, hold the line. You know where he's, he's gone to make a cup of coffee? <laughs> There's no one there. Oh, so anyway, they cut to the break. They go to the ad break, and I'm just sort of sitting there with my head you know, slumped. Right, just there. Just what that's he doing? I can't look at him. I cannot I cannot look at him, right? And he's pretty dry, as you know, Hutchie, right? And he turns to me and he says, Hmm, I think I'm gonna have to work on my profile. <laughs> No. It didn't end there, right? So the next the next morning, you know how it, you know it's like when you stuff up something like that so publicly. No, not really. Oh, it's hard to sleep. I tossed and turned all night. I went for a walk in the morning with the dog, right? So I'm, I used to live near <laughs> Beach Road. I'm walking along the track and I'm about to cross Beach Road and there's this peloton of cyclists <laughs> coming they're coming down and I'm a big a big group of them, right? As they go past me, no, I'm no, no word of a lie. Like I'm standing on the side of the road, awaiting for them to pass. I got the, my dog on a leash next to me. The as they go past, I hear somebody yell out from the peloton, "Greg Hutchison, you dickhead!" <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more time, please. Having heard the background of the story, this this can we can play this out on the rabbit hole today. It's all been thanks to tyre power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. This is the wish. You've heard the story. This is how it played out. We'll talk to you next week. Well, coming up after the break, we'll catch up with Demon Coach. We got a party going on and it's a free for all. I can't quite hear you. The music's so loud. Just drive this way. This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power.
Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au Tune in to 1116SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to hear SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Yeah,